Life can become busy and overwhelming if you let it. And in truth, we have all been there at times. But good things happen when we are still, present, and looking for God. Here is Denise Mims to tell us more. I remember one day uh, dropping uh, Damien off at school and I just pulled over and the side of the road and I just started crying again. And I was like, I, Jesus, I need you. I don't know what I'm doing, I need you. It felt like just a weight came off. All right, so uh, thanks again, Sister Mills, for taking time to share with us a little bit about you, uh, yourself, and, um, and kind of your journey and your spiritual journey. And so thank you for spending time with us. Obviously, church, y'all know Sister Mims, she is the face of the congregation. If you have recently placed membership, uh, she is the point of contact. Uh, she's got a great personality, wonderful disposition, and we just love that about her and her uh, serving in the capacity that she does. So welcome, Sister Mills. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yes, ma'am. So, you know, just getting to know you a little bit, tell us how your upbringing and experience shaped you, who you are today. Hmm. <laughs> oh, wow. Um. I think I could uh, honestly say uh, my upbringing was it was it was great. It really it was fabulous. If I really look back, it's where it could have been. You know, um, I was adopted. Uh, my uh, parents uh, brought me uh, up in a middle income class, um, just my brother and myself, um, and uh, I always been a member of the church, Church of Christ. And uh, so the spiritual aspect or religious aspect was always there. So I had God uh, placed in my life at a very early age. I always involved, active, um, just just a part of, of everything. Um, social butterfly, I guess you could say in some aspect. So that, that was a great thing. I was encouraged to do that. Um, just... Um, as far as being a, my history, as far as being a believer, uh, I've gone through some things in my life. Um, uh, one other marriage, the divorce, uh, single mom, raising two boys by myself. Um, just uh, different circumstances, some health issues, as we all have. God's put me through that. So I'm thankful for, for, for that. Um, then he allowed me to meet another, uh, another great, a uh, great man who is a believer, who's uh spiritual minded and we've been together 20 years. Um, and so that's been a, a, a journey and a learning process too. <laughs> I must admit that, uh, everything has not been just smooth, but it's, it's better. It's a lot better. And I say that because I've learned or I'm learning to always uh, seek God first, to always uh, have his um, guidance put before me first before I make my own decision. To just just to get a discernment from the Holy Spirit, is this something that uh, God would be pleased with? Would he give him glory? You know, how do I honor him with what I do? You know, uh, so that that has helped a lot. Not, I'm going to be perfectly honest, uh, even starting out being... Um, uh, spiritually minded, religious minded, or whatever, that was not my outlook. I didn't think that. Uh, uh, case in point, first marriage, divorce. I definitely did not see God on that. And I'll, I'll be honest about that. But I think if I had, things would have been different. Um, 
And I must say that uh, a lot of other decisions that I've made in my life as far as uh, jobs, as far as careers, uh, as far as uh, just listening, listening more so to individuals and, and, uh, and other than listening to uh, what what the spirit is leading me to do, to uh, contemplate that uh, has made a lot of changes. So just um, when you're young, you think you know it all. I'll just be honest. You just think you have all the answers and that, and sometimes you, most of the time you just forget about God. Yeah. And so uh, it, it leads you uh, down some paths that uh, thank God his grace and mercy, you know, he oversees you and guides you through that. And hopefully it's a learning experience, but just uh, maneuvering things through things, even though you think you are quote unquote spiritual, uh, just to make sure that, you know, for me now, it's just to make sure that it glorifies God. Yeah. Just to make sure that this is his will and not my own. So, um, that history uh, taught me to go that way because I had some bumps and some bruises, and but he brought me through. So it, I think it's a plus always when you learn from your mistakes. Oh, absolutely. Like I feel the same way. A learned lesson, like a lived experience is much easier to make the adjustments on than someone just telling you. Or exactly. you're just feeling obligated to do something. But when you go out there and you bump your head, it's like, okay, now I get it. Right now mm -hmm. I understand. And that's when like, you say that, Carl, it made me think about uh, my oldest, Andre, when he was in high school. Uh, he was a uh, captain of the football team uh, and, uh, you know, star athlete, this, that, and the other. And it was something about his senior year, you know, you just get that overconfident and this, this, that, and the other. And I would be telling him, well, you don't, don't do that. Or you don't want to do that. This is going to happen. And one day he told me, he said, mom, let me do it. If I, if I bump my head, then I bump my head. I'm going to learn from it. But you sure. telling me not to or restraining me, I'm not going to learn anything from it. And I thought, well, okay. You know, if it's not going to kill you or put you in jail, <laughs> but if it's uh, something other than you purchasing this and you shouldn't have got this, I'm going to let you do it. You got this credit card you shouldn't have, you know, and yeah. overspend yourself. I'm going to let you have it. Let you learn from that. Another, you know, because I don't want any harm to it. But that just amazed me that he said that. Mom, I got to learn for myself, you know. And I think that, uh, in a sense, we all do. But if if you've got that, um, not, uh, if you've got that, um, I don't want to say, not necessarily, well, sometimes God can send a person. But if you've got that, uh, that um, discernment to know that somebody is there trying to tell you something and yeah. whether you listen to it or not, you know, you know that they're ever present and that they're not going to leave you. Even if you make a mistake that, that maybe in a sense, those mistakes are good because you learn, because you learn from them and you learn that someone is always there for you, you know, yeah. always there with you, even though you make, make those mistakes. And I think I, I love that so much about, God, He gives us um, the uh, benefit of choosing. We right. have that, that that option to make to make a choice. You know, He could make us all love Him, but He didn't. So we've got that option. You choose whether you know you're gonna uh, be obedient or not, or whether you're gonna follow God or not. And that having that choice, I think, is 
I think that's grace in itself. You know, Absolutely. I, I really do. Uh, just extending that, and and if we learn from it, it's even more so. So so just just his mercy. So. Yeah, and I, I it makes me think about um, you say to be present and look for God. Right? It's like being present sometimes is uncomfortable <laughs> where you're at, um, yes. but if you look for him, hopefully you can find the lesson, find what he's trying to communicate and figure out why he's allowing those things to happen to us. And I think everything you just sh shared is so beautiful because especially for, for parents, right? I mean, your both your boys, boys are grown and gone and, and Andre, who you mentioned is doing great things there in, uh, in, in Jackson state. So, you know, I had to put in the plug for, for who was swack and all of that. Thank you. <laughs> and, we'll, and we'll see where they are next year. Right. We're excited about that, but, uh, doing just doing a wonderful job there, and I think as parents, I'll speak for myself having younger children. It's like you want them to learn all those lessons now while they're at the house, and you can mm -hmm. kind of help fix and exactly. you know clean up and address the things so that when they do get out there on their own, they're good. I feel like exactly. sometimes, in a sense, God's trying to do the same thing for us. Yes. Um, you know? So yeah, like when did you know? Like, okay, so you say be present and look for God, right? When did you know God was working, like, for you? Like, how, what did that feel like? How did how did that show up? Um, I can speak of maybe, uh, well, two occasions in, uh, to begin with. Uh, once, one, one, at one time, um, uh, especially when I found out that my father had uh, stage four uh, lung, lung cancer. And he didn't share that information with us or with my mom. It just got to that end. And he was uh, being hospitalized and they were trying to treat him and whatever. And uh, uh, I've always been a daddy's girl. So so that was hard. During that same period of time, um, my job situation was kind of hectic. I was not sure if I wanted to stay with FedEx. I'll go ahead and mention that name. Uh, but I was um, not sure whether I wanted to stay there. I needed to make a move, but I was afraid to. Uh, so that was some anxiety there. And then my youngest son, uh, Damien, he was 14 or 15 at the time, 15, I think. He was acting out in, in some ways and being a single mom, you know, it's, it's out of care what we say a woman cannot raise a man. So it was just uh, difficult. My father stepped in to help some, but then after he was ill, so that that would you know that that didn't work out you know too well. That was too much stress on him. So I had all those things on me, thinking that I could quote unquote handle all of them. And it just um, I don't know. It just I just went to sleep one night. I woke up and it was anxiety, despair, just everything. I started crying, couldn't stop crying. I was like, what is really going on? Um, uh, called in, took FMLA for a week, talked to my supervisor who we were close, and uh, she gave me uh, some information about people's health. And yeah. I contacted them and uh, they said, maybe you need to talk it out, talk with a counselor. So I did speak with uh, a therapist and I made it a point, I don't know, I say this was God too. I said, I wanted to speak to a Christian therapist somebody yeah. that will lead 
because uh, those were some of the issues I, I, I felt like I was having too. But at the time, nobody was available. They sent me to a, a psychologist, helped out some of these problems, which helped a bit. And the first thing that they, and I, I know it's good, I'm not downing it. It works well for some people, but I just didn't feel like it was for me. Uh, they did a, a, a prescribe a prescription, of course, antidepressant. I went ahead and I got it filled, hesitant about that. And I was like, okay. And when I did take the medication, it was just something in my spirit. I just didn't like it. It just didn't feel, it made me feel like I wasn't me. Yeah. And so uh, I can remember one day uh, dropping uh, Damien off at school and I just pulled over and the side of the road and I just started crying again. And I was like, I, Jesus, I need you. I don't know what I'm doing. I need you. And I, 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 to this day, think about it and it makes me tear up. But I can honestly say, feel like it felt like just a weight came off. It's just, I just, uh, aha moment. It's just something. And it was like, you don't, it it told me in so many words, you don't need to take that anymore. I got you. Yeah, I get. I stopped taking the pills. I didn't get the prescription filled. I went back to the psychologist and I told her that I didn't need to see her anymore. That I know who I need to talk to. Yeah, come on. So that is when it really turned around for me to start really, I guess, committing myself or uh, really uh, submitting myself to God and doing what I thought He needed me to do. So I'm still at a learning age then because I hate to, um, I'm going to be honest and admit it, my upbringing in church was to do, do, do. Yes. If you didn't, if you didn't do this, you're not going to heaven. If you didn't come Sunday night, you're not going to heaven. If you don't, you know, work on the women's committee, you're not going to heaven. You know, so I got into that stage of doing, which I enjoy doing, but seemed like to me, it was something else missing. It was that was not the complete picture, and I can honestly say from that point that was around 2000 up into now 2022, which I have learned better under uh Dr. Paul Day and studying for myself that that's not what God expects of us, He loves us anyway, and it's not about what we do, yeah, yeah. We, we should want to serve and, and be participant and be community because of what He's done for us, exactly. Not, not just I'm doing this, so God's gonna let me in those pearly gates. That's not gonna get us there. <laughs> but over these 22 years, I've learned that, and I've learned that uh, I'm enough. Just, just being me, He's yeah. gonna take whatever He put in me so for His purpose, and He's gonna make me excel in that. Uh, whatever I do, I, I'm doing it all for His glory, and then all of that is gonna give me pleasure. So now the, the serving and the doing for others and getting people involved and stuff is not so I can quote unquote make it in. It's just that it, it feels like something I was meant to do and it gives me joy. And hopefully it encourages somebody else to do it too. So it's just it's just things like that, but it's a learning process. I mean, some people do get it sooner than later. Unfortunately, I was later, but I thank God he gave me this time. <laughs> yeah, because I, I was gonna say, I mean, 
relative to the time that we're here, you probably got it sooner than most, you know what I mean? To be able to experience it for, you know, these 22 years to this point, um, that's, that's a beautiful thing. You know, Susan Williams, that's a, that's a beautiful thing. You know, um, I find myself asking or thanking God for more time, like for more time to experience this because I feel like it's, you know, we have our religious experiences, as you mentioned, and me being Church of Christ Heritage as well, I echo everything you just said. <laughs> and that, that's what was taught to us. That's wow. kind of how we were conditioned. And there's been a process of unlearning those things, hmm. getting to a point where you can say, okay, like Jesus, I want you to leave. And I feel like it's when it's in those moments of, you know, whatever you want to call it, fear, depression, anxiety, you know, loss, just hopelessness, that when we completely surrender to him, he shows up. And I feel like that's something that we as Christians don't always talk about. Um, so I'm, I'm extremely thankful for you sharing that because it's something that we that we should speak more about, because that's kind of to your point. Uh, that's what allows us to show up and serve, not because we have to, but because God's been so good to us that we want to. Exactly. So. Exactly. Yes, ma'am. So like, all, I mean, you, you mentioned sooner, later, all of that good stuff. So that leads me to the next question, which is what would you tell your younger you? Like, what would you, if you, if you had a time machine, right? If this was back to the future, <laughs> you could go back <laughs> and tell your younger you something, what would you tell her? Yeah. Uh, uh, first thing that comes to my mind is to be still, <laughs> yeah. to be still, to wait on God. I mean, it's easier said than done. I, I know we think uh, we can fix a lot of things on our own. And uh, and and we don't realize that our strength, uh, our resource comes from him. So if we would just be still and let God be God. And, and as we were talking earlier, just look for him. In, in those moments of your stillness, you know, just just be conscious of it. That even though you're not moving, he is. And uh, we we forget that because we're so visual. We're so instant gratification and all this other stuff. We've got to see it, feel it, touch it and whatever. And it's it's nine times out of ten working and we don't even realize it. Mm. So uh, if if uh, if we would just just be still, just yeah. listen for that small voice, you know. And he'll tell us when to move or yeah. when when not to go, what you know, what not to do. But we got to be still enough to hear it, to to uh, to know that that's him speaking, you know, speaking to us too. So uh, if if anything, I could go back and tell. I would definitely tell Nisi, Beastie. <laughs> yeah, was that was that your nickname from the beginning? Yes. <laughs> All right. So you would tell Nisi, be still. And and in your being still, look for God. Like be present. So when you're at your best, like how do you stay there? Like when you're doing those things, how do you stay in that place? Oh, uh, I I feel like I'm at my best when when I'm serving. Um, and uh, and I try to always do that. But then you know, uh, I am learning that some of your gifts. Can I mean they are gifts from God and they do have a positive uh, approach, but some of them, if used to the extreme, cannot benefit you also. Mm -hmm. So even with the serving, I feel like I'm in my best. But that's what uh, I, I must say, and I oh this all to God too is uh, the reason that I am with Greg now 
we are different. I am social. He is very introverted. And so it balances because I can get going and he can say, Denise, Hey, be, be still, you know, <laughs> and, 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 and something happens and then I do. And then I enjoy what I'm doing better because you can overdo things. You can overwhelm yourself with, with your gift sometimes. And you don't, sometimes it can get to be where it's more um, like a, a hired hand or you're, 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 you're begrudging about doing it because you're doing it so much and so often that you're missing what that that what that purpose or what that glory is because you're overdoing. But uh, the serving is good. But uh, I I like that uh, uh, I like the part of of the Sabbath of the time just to take time for uh, you and God or uh, for your family and God. And then uh, though in those purpose, I mean your your purpose even works in that situation too. But but you take time for that because that kind of that builds you up. And it makes you better to go back and serve, do something that you really enjoy doing. But you can have have some uh, traits or some talents that you can get overwhelmed with, and they can be—I I don't want to say detrimental—but then they can be a burden and don't seem like a gift at all. So uh, just to have that other, if it be an individual, or just have God to tell you to rest. Yeah. You know? Even God rested. So so it's gotta be a good thing. So just to do that. But my happy point is in, in that space, it is of serving, it is of uh encouraging. That's what gets me going, uh, or keeps me going. I, I love that. And then just listening to um just uh more so now than anything, contemporary gospel music. It just does something to my soul, you know. I can be in a negative place and then hear, you know, something said in a song that that's just encouraging that reminds you of how much he loves you or how much you know you mean to him, and it and it just keeps you positive even when negative things are happening. So so to keep something like that going, people around me that that are encouraging that do that are looking out for my best interest and tell me sometimes you you can sit down, you don't have to. You know, some some folks you call and say, I'm gonna be a little late. Take your time, do whatever you need to do, <laughs> system help, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Things yeah. like that. That that that's what keeps me going. The people are there in your corner, they're encouraging you, they're supporting you, they're they're with you through that journey, though they may not, you know, personally be experiencing it, but they know that you're experiencing something, so they're concerned about you. So just things like that, just having positive people, just just encouraging people around. That's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing. So so with all of those experiences, what would you be praying for? Like, what can we pray for for this next generation? Right. I, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll leave it there. Mm-hmm. When I <laughs> ooh, wait. <laughs> um, I would think that uh, uh, a prayer that that I would have is that uh, as they go through their 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 journey through life, uh, praying first and foremost that they know that God is always with them, that uh, that they if they're not a believer they'll become one. That there'll be someone in their interaction or in their community or around them they can present God to them, and that they would accept Him. But as they go through that, to know that it is a journey. It's not um, 
you, you're just not going to finish that race. Uh, you find him at 21 and, and 45, you, you, you know, you're still, no, you're still going through a race because you got your heels in your valleys. But uh, just to pray that they know that, that he's there and that uh, also to pray that they have uh, individuals to encourage them or to show them that God's love or God is there. You know, uh, you know, you can't see him as a, a physical being, but just to put representatives, just praying that they they are around them so that they know that this is a this is a child of God, or this is what God looks like, or this is how uh, uh, be an example. So this is how God would want me to lead my lead my life. Not to say all the time that you know they're gonna follow that, but just to pray that it's just someone there. You know, right. it's just someone there. Just um. I think about uh, David and Jonathan, just to have a, you know, a friend closer, you know, than a brother, just somebody there that's, that's positive, that's, that's uh, righteous, that's seeking after God too, and to always be there and available for them. That, that's what I like, I would like to see. Yeah. Um, and that's what my prayer would be, that they always have that, that guidance stuff. Awesome. Well, that's how we're going to close it out there. We're going to pray for that. And, uh, and um and pass this along. So look, we love you. Thank you so much for uh the gift of, of Nisi and all that she means to everyone uh that knows her and knows of her work. We thank you for providing the opportunity for us to learn a little bit more about her, but also hear her prayer for the next generation that they may find you, uh that those who are unbelievers may be you know confronted with your word and come to realize you as our savior, but also Lord, that all of us will realize that life is about hills and valleys. There's ups and downs and, you know, it's important for us to feel you. So we're praying that your presence will just surround us. And even when we can't see you directly, that for this next generation and for us, you will provide people along our path that will point us to you. That will be those angels along the way that will be support and help as we go through life and the journeys and in those hills and valleys. Uh, but also, Lord, that through our lived experiences, um, we can see you in a more clear way um, and that we can surrender our will for yours to be still, to allow you to be God and be present and look for you in all circumstances. So thank you so much for this conversation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.